what I'd like to do is clear up a few misconceptions because a lot of this talk is going to be cutting through some of the illusion that's cast over the basketball world with um, a lot of that motivational material. People saying that you need to train six hours a day. You need to do everything you possibly can every single moment of every single day if you want to make it in this game. And we're going to cut through a lot of that illusion right now. And so I'd like to do this with a quick story about Kobe Bryant's time on Team USA. And so Kobe's time with Team USA stretched from 2008 until 2012. And those were the two main Olympic events that he, he played on that team for. And so in, I believe it was 2008, Dwayne Wade, LeBron James were on that team. I think Chris Bosh is on that team, if I'm not mistaken. And Dwayne Wade tells this story of <laughs> when Team USA landed, I, I believe it was in Spain, and they land late at night, everybody's really exhausted, and they all decide to go to the gym to get some work in. So they all go to the gym late at night, get some work in, Kobe's there, D. Wade's there, LeBron's there, and, and so on and so forth. And then LeBron, Dwayne Wade, everybody else goes to sleep, and <laughs> they wake up around 7 a.m., Maybe they got three, four hours of sleep. They come wandering down into the main hallway where Kobe is drenched in sweat, wearing his practice jersey with ice packs on his knees. Now, D. Wade at this point is like, hey, Kobe, like, what are you doing? Did you, did you get any sleep? And Kobe's like, no, nah, I just finished another workout and I'm, I'm about to go lift. <laughs> now, at this point, D. Wade was like, whoa, that's different, okay? Nobody else on the team is doing anything close to that. We all thought we worked hard. This is hard work. And the point that I'm making here, and one of the illusions that we need to cut through right up front, is that hard work is wildly relative. <laughs> what one person, in this case Dwayne Wade, considered to be really hard work, and I'm sure D. Wade was working really hard, what he considered to be hard work, Kobe considered laziness. <laughs> Take that in. Like Kobe's concept of what hard work and work ethic actually meant was completely different than anybody else on Team USA. To Kobe, a lot of those guys probably seemed straight up lazy, like they weren't doing nearly enough. All right. So when you hear people talk about how hard they work, you've got to actually know what that means to them and what they're actually doing. Again, the scientist in a lab does not make wild guesses and hypotheses based on other people's opinions that they haven't verified. No, no, no. They verify everything. And so when you um, get that little hit because you heard about somebody else is working really hard or so-and-so is really good, but they don't work hard at all, all of this stuff is just other people's random thoughts and opinions that are largely not verified. And so remember that hard work is wildly relative to what one person is hard work to another might not be hard work at all. And a lot of the time I see players come through, this has been going on for years, I see players come through our programs and they say, I'm working so hard, but I'm not getting any results. And then we dig into what they're actually doing and it's almost nothing. And on the flip side to that, I should say, we have many players who are working super hard, professional level, college level players who are working so hard and they feel lazy. <laughs> and so again, hard work is relative. So that's the first illusion that we wanted to cut through. But going a little bit deeper, we're going to continue along this timeline with Team USA. And so in 2012, Kobe was uh, again on Team USA, and I believe this is the year that Blake Griffin joined the team. And Blake Griffin tells this story. He said, one year in 2012, this is towards the tail end of Kobe's career, and uh, or at least the, the really good years of his career. On this practice day, <laughs> Blake said that Kobe played terrible. 
He was missing all his shots. He looked tired. He looked run down. And frankly, he looked old. And Blake was thinking to himself, and again, this is Blake's words. He said, hey, is this like finally the decline of Kobe Bryant? Are we seeing the downfall? Like is he, has father time caught up to him, so to speak? And so Blake is thinking this to himself. And he later finds out that no, <laughs> father time is not caught up, caught up to Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant is not getting worse. He's not declining. Actually, he did a 40 mile bike ride with his trainer, who was Tim Grover at the time. He did a 40 mile bike ride right before that practice. And he had done multiple workouts earlier that day, right before that practice leading into it. And he'd got almost no sleep and he'd been training for like eight hours straight and he was just tired. And so, and tired, run down, overtrained. At this point, Kobe had like no cartilage left in his knees. He had broken fingers on his shooting hand. He had a like a problem with his shooting wrist. He was his body was a mess. Okay, and yet he kept on grinding through all of that pain, all of that trauma on his body, and working harder than anybody else in the athletic world, probably. So, what does this story tell us? What illusion are we cutting through here? Well, we're cutting through the illusion that volume of work equals result. Did that 40-mile bike ride that Kobe did with Tim Grover, did it actually help him to play and perform better at Team USA when he was playing um, in that practice and, and you know later on in the Olympic Games? Well, I would say no, okay? That was probably unnecessary work. And again, I'm speaking from my own opinion here and... This is Kobe Bryant we're talking about, so maybe he was seeing something that I didn't see, but I'm just gonna give you my opinion. Um, and actually, I'll put it this way. A close friend of mine who is a longtime Kobe Bryant fan, a really, really intelligent player, was over at my house a little while back, and this is the only bigger Kobe Bryant fan than I am, that I know in the world, actually. And so he comes over to my house, and we were talking about this, like Kobe's insane work ethic. And we came to the conclusion, again, just our opinion, that if Kobe had cut his work in half, he actually, and, and was more selective about the work that he did do. Again, the 40 mile bike ride right before practice probably isn't helping too much, but he had this drive to do absolutely everything he could. And if you hear Tim Grover talk about his time with Kobe, his biggest fight was to get Kobe to do less. And so we kind of hypothesized that if Kobe had cut his work in half, or at least cut it down, he would have had a better career. His body wouldn't have been so banged up by the end of it with like no cartilage in his knees. He probably would have performed better and been healthier over a longer stretch of time. Now, once again, this is Kobe Bryant we're talking about, so this is just my opinion. But the take-home point here is that volume of work does not correlate to result. It is exactly the type of work in the dosage, again, the scientist in a lab who, when they use too much of a certain ingredient, it blows up the lab. <laughs> we need to be exact here and very, very selective with the ingredients that we do use. So let's take this one step further and cut through the final illusion. And because we've already, to, just to recap really quickly before we go forwards, the first lesson was that hard work is relative to what one person is hard work to another person is straight up laziness, right? So we need to verify everything. The second illusion that we cut through is that volume of work does not equal result. The third one, <laughs> we need to examine, or to get to the third one, we need to examine why Kobe did that. Why was he working so, um, <laughs> so 
insanely during this time. Why did he train for eight hours straight before practice? Why did he have ice packs on his knees at 7 a.m. after getting no sleep at all and D. Wade and LeBron were coming downstairs wondering, like, why is this guy still training? Why did he do that? And as I watch, you know, hours and hours and hours of Kobe Bryant interviews and actually hear him speak about this time, he actually made a point, and this isn't the only point in his career when he did this, but every time the opportunity arose, when he was around players who could see him actually training, he made it a point that he would be training all the time and let everybody know that nobody was going to outwork him. In other words, it was his ego. <laughs> Now, that sounds pretty heroic, right, to an up-and-coming basketball player. Nobody's going to outwork me. Nobody's going to train harder than me, and I'm going to let everybody know it. I'm going to be in the gym from morning till night all day long. Well, how did that work out? <laughs> Kobe had a great career. He built an incredible skill set, I think the best skill set in NBA history, personally. However, Volume of work does not equal result. And if your ego is driving your decision-making, you are going to make mistakes. You're going to make bad decisions because we don't do the work for the sake of other people thinking that we work hard. We do the work like the scientist in a lab to get a result. And so if that is the spirit in which we're working and putting in all this work, if that's our fundamental philosophy on work ethic, that all the emotion and motivation and crazy, like um, get pumped up, bang your head against a wall and, and fired up to do everything you possibly can, work day until night all the time. <laughs> if that's the approach that we're taking, we are going to make a ton of mistakes. And so once again, I wanna repeat before we move into the second chapter here, I wanna repeat the fundamental philosophy. Our fundamental philosophy is not one of emotion and ego, like, many, many players we see coming through our programs are taking. Our approach is like the scientist in a lab, doing exactly the right work in exactly the right result, or, or sorry, exactly the right work in exactly the right amount to get exactly the result that we're going for, no more, no less. And the analogy I'll give to you is that too much healthy food is still going to make you sick. Uh, having like a grass-fed steak that's organic with organic vegetables or, or whatever you want to have at dinner time, like that might be a really healthy meal for a lot of players. If you have three of those things, it's going to make you sick. <laughs> you're not going to feel so well and you're not going to perform well. The same goes for your training. Hey, it's Taylor. I hope you enjoyed this clip. And if you'd like to watch the full-length talk, we'll have the title and or link for you in the description so that you can check it out there. And as always, if you'd like to go even deeper, the best place to do that is in our free masterclass over at deepgame.com, which I believe will be the most powerful hour of basketball learning of your life. I hope we see you there.